Hello and welcome back to another episode of Harper in the Podcast. Um, a, a, a late episode. Um, as I've as I've said on Twitter, I have technical difficulties and everything just fell apart. But here I am uh, with my guest. You might remember from episode twelve, Kieran Cottrell. Um, he, by the way, Kieran, I want to say you've been the most patient person. I've, we've canceled three times, and you're like, all right, yeah, whatever, we can do it, like, whenever you want. So I thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hey, you know what? Patience is key, and te- technical difficulties happen, and, you know, I know if I had to lead a podcast, I wouldn't be able to record an episode, so my hat's off to you on that regard. Uh, well, it's 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 a lot of just, like, me really frustratingly texting Dan Matteris, Dialects 4, name dropper off the bat. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a lot of me texting. I'm like, dude, what, come on. Like, can you just like help me fix this? And he's like, I don't know, I I don't like stop. He doesn't ever say stop bugging me, but I know he mean. I know he wants to. And <laughs> so, well, and then I I I, I don't know. My everything. I'm not, I'm using I'm using like my old setup, which it might even sound better because my new setup I might have been using incorrectly to the point where it doesn't work anymore. Mm. So I bought new uh, new stuff. Uh, I I don't know. I gotta I gotta play with it more. I was playing with it last night. I started to figure some stuff out, but um, you know what? We're here with the classic old equipment. Um, keeping it old school. I feel like you like. I feel like you you can like that. You can. I do. I, I appreciate a, that. I am a big proponent of the old ways. The old ways. So I mean, this is like I'm surprised we're not documenting this via pen and quill or quill and ink. Right now. I know. I, I, I'm surprised we're not just like talking into like an old hand radio. Yeah, right, right. Where right, we're right. like, where we're like, two rooms apart, but it's really staticky. We're just like, welcome back, to our yeah. Back. We're, we're, we're yeah. constantly, we're constantly just adjusting the antennas yeah. to find the right yeah. way to get it work. Half the show is just like, can you hear me now? Can you? And then I'll ask you a question, and then just static for thirty seconds, and then you'll answer like the question two questions prior. Well, Danny, the the real heartburn. Is not being able to hear my guy clearly on the other end, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, normally, I will say, I will go into, do you have a heartburn story? That's what I do with my guests. They bring a sad story, and then I make fun of them for being sad. And it's <laughs> and it's to bring joy into the world and to say, hey, nothing's that bad. Let's have some laughs. But uh, tonight, today, tonight, today, tonight, tonight. Tonight. We'll say we'll say tonight. Why not? It's yeah. it's it's nighttime when we're recording. Mm-hmm. You, um, you were a part of a couple heartburn stories. You are, um, you are the antagonist of a heartburn yeah. story. Yeah, I think you could say that. You were the heartbreaker, mm-hmm. and really exciting stories. And uh, I'll I'll let you take over. Um. Go go! Tell us, tell the world how you broke some uh, some hearts. Yeah, so you know, off the bat, if you don't know me, you're probably thinking, "Oh, like these poor girls, you know, what did you do to them?" <laughs> and that would be your first mistake. Right, right, right. <laughs> Kieran because... is not capable of breaking a woman's heart, but no. men, he could drive a stake right through it. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, very different story for for um, the male gender. Um, so I have two stories to tell um, where, as you said, I was a bit of an antagonist um, to two um, gentlemen who attempted to um, 
have some extracurricular they, activities. They tried to me. woo you. Yes, correct. They were courting me. So um, the first so backstory is that um, I used to live and work in Las Vegas, Nevada, which and... which adds a whole other level to the story of just mm-hmm. like you were just this kid who moved to Vegas, like fresh out of college. I did. I did. When I graduated, I mean, I knew when I started college that I wanted to move somewhere on the West Coast um, when I graduated. I didn't know where, though. And I interviewed with a company in Vegas. They were a really good company. They treated me very well, and I just liked their culture. So um, I elected to you know, pursue that, and I did. So um, the first story is that I, they, this company actually flew me out to Vegas twice before I moved out um, Beautiful. so I could like see the area and you know kind of get acclimated to it and, and, and see if I really liked it so this was I think this was on the, my second trip to Vegas I was in the hotel and um, you know what the funny thing was it was actually a really big night because the NBA finals were on I'm pretty oh, sure it was one of the Warriors Cavs games and it was a really good game and um i went to the bar at the bottom of the hotel you know just right. to, like have a drink and watch the game as as, just, as one does yeah and when like they're, also, when they're fresh when they're fresh into a new city yeah yeah you know and um also the um hotel in in, in classic vegas fashion had a big casino floor um so i wanted to just like walk around and just like experience it you know you know i was there so I went down to the bar and um, I sat down and I was just like having a drink um, and just kind of like people watching, you know, looking at all the blackjack tables and the poker tables and stuff, um, taking it all in, having a drink, watching the game. And um, after about 30 minutes or so, a, a gentleman sits down next to me. And um, he didn't actually say anything to me at first. Um, and I was just like sitting there, we were both minding our own business. And then like something really, um, like exciting happened in the game, the Warriors Cavs game. And like, we just like reacted to it. And then like, because of that, we just like started talking. Um, and it really like started out really normal. Like, um, he asked me like, um, if I was just staying at the hotel and I was like, oh yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm going to be moving out here, I think, you know, I, this this company. Because he was asking um, your name and where you live and where you're Social from, security and number. And your pant size. And, yeah, yeah. You know, just normal standard questions one has while watching a basketball game. Right, exactly. Just, you know, he wanted to just feel me out, you know. Right, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it started out really normal. And then um, – he basically said, like, oh, like, you're from the East Coast. You probably haven't been to too many Vegas casinos. And I said, well, you know, that's that's definitely true. And he said, well, you know, do you want to, like, see how, like, the slot machines work and stuff? And I was like, uh, not like, no, I'm not really interested in that. I'm not a big gambler, personally. Oh, so I, I thought you were going to say, like, and I was like, yeah, why not go on this mystery tour? <laughs> I'm I'm, well, I'm new in town, see? Well, hang on. Hang on. Okay, I'm, hanging. I'm hanging on. He was persistent, and eventually I was just like, all right, yeah, like, fuck it. I can curse on this, right? Uh, yeah, no one listens. It's fine. Okay, cool. Um, so I was like, yeah, like, fuck it. Um, I'll, I'll go and, you know, I'll go and I'll listen. I'll, I'll, you know, see how the slot machines work. 
and he he chose this one machine that was super specific that was a turning point in this whole this whole so story he, he had his whole strategy and game plan i'm not saying that maybe he saw it and was like saw it as an opportunity and he saw but he was like, that's, that's how i'll get this guy he picked a machine that didn't have two different seats it had a bench <laughs> where you had to sit really close to one another Wow. That was a very strategic move on his end, in my that, opinion. That was this dude. I I think this guy. Which are you? Did, did you describe the guy? Did you describe his character? Um, he. You know, it was actually interesting because he was he worked in a doctor's office, and he knew I I work in healthcare, and I told him that I was going to be working in home care, and he. Um, so it was kind of like a a good way to start conversation because we were both in the same industry he had, he had his in he did he did have his in he had an in you know and um that's that's one of the ways it got started and then when we um when we were at this machine with the bench he like basically started moving closer to me <laughs> and every every time he like did it win he would be oh no and like inch closer to you <laughs> right i mean that's pretty much how it happened and he never won <laughs> so fantastic he eventually started to um like he put his hand on my leg but wasn't he like a like an older asian gentleman or am i just completely wrong there he was a middle-aged asian gentleman he was a middle-aged asian man i would guess are we name dropping this his name was Shannon. His name was Shannon. It was Shannon, the middle-aged Asian man. Um, <laughs> and he, so, 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 where we're at so far is he lured you into the sex machine. <laughs> all right, get all right. It was a, it was a slot machine, but uh, that machine slots wasn't the only place he was trying to stick his coins that night. And uh, <laughs> oh god, so. Uh, we have Shannon, the middle-aged Asian man, trying to woo my friend Kieran, f young, wide-eyed, fresh out of college, Kieran. Yeah, and you know he he uh, to keep the puns thing going. He definitely was trying to get lucky that night in more he ways was. than one. And <laughs> what, he, what an obvious they, joke I missed. I went yeah, right, I, I went right for like a like a like a butt sex joke. Right, right. And, you, you, and I just you know what you know what I don't go for the low hanging fruit, Kieran. I go for the I go for the challenge. And that's why I am on this podcast, my friend, because <laughs> I know is. that I will be, you know, stimulated. <laughs> All right, settle down. So, settle down. <laughs> so um, the, the other turning point in this is that Shannon started to use more sexual verbiage. Good. Um, as we were sitting next to one another. And at this point, I was pretty much, like, on the total other side of the bench. Like you, I you, had, you are you are off the bench. I'm off the bench. For all <laughs> intents and purposes, I'm hanging off the bench, yeah. trying to get as far away from this guy as possible. So we and, have little twenty-two-year-old Kieran. Uh, no, I was twenty-one. Little twenty-one-year-old Kieran, uh, and and we'll say, like fifty-something-year-old Shannon. I think he was younger than that. I would say he was late thirties to early forties. All right, we're gonna we'll go with like forty-two-year-old Shannon. Yeah. And just to double the age up a little bit there. This guy, he basically, I remember a few specific quotes that he said. He, um, 
at one point he was losing like in the slot machine like he he literally never won like he just kept losing over and over and over again as you know it's gambling of course that's what happened and he's like at one point he said like oh you know like i'm losing a lot of money tonight but i never knew that i was going to meet someone and i was like oh excellent impression uh, impression by the way <laughs> i mean that's kind of how he's he but so how... he so he he was basically speaking as if he knew that you were gay yeah but you're not gay you actually have a, a, a girlfriend yes i am very much heterosexual right and he but in um, his heart he was like i'm gonna get this little gay jew kid oh he knew oh he, <laughs> he thought he had it um and he's like oh there was one other thing oh yeah there was another thing he said when he was asking like if i had recently graduated and i said yeah and he was like oh you are so fresh and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> you yeah. are so fresh. Yeah, that's a, that's a verbatim quote from Shannon, Phenomenal. fresh off the press there. And um, basically, long story short. No, we want, the, we want the long story. Okay, so after <laughs> a while of – and by the way, little little sidetrack here. Shannon must have gone through like 40 or $50 on that machine because he was just pressing the button – over and over well, and over again, and he was only concentrated on like inching closer to me. He was clearly trying to, uh, well, either a he was just focused on you and completely not focused on the game, or mm-hmm. two he was trying to impress you. He's like, I'm gonna show this guy how little this money means to me because I have so much of it. I'm Shannon. <laughs> I mean, perhaps. I'm not really sure what his line of thinking was, but you might be onto something. That's there. exactly it. If I were gonna, if I were gonna go pick up people at a casino, I would think the move would just be just ball out. Just right. Just take out a second mortgage, whatever you got to do, just ball out. Right, right. Well, hey, I mean, Shannon was, I guess, balling out in a certain way. He wanted to balls out, but hey, come on. Um, he so later. After a little while of being on this bench and me just, like, figuring out what this guy was doing, I basically was like, yeah, I'm out of here. And I walked away, and he follows me. He follows me around, like, this lobby floor. Okay, so were you, like, walking from, like, were you, like, hanging out with him? Were you walking machine to machine to this guy? Or, like, you did one machine, you got up, you said, I'm calling it a night, you left? One machine, calling it a night, I left. Gotcha. And he... Basically followed me um, throughout the lobby because I was going to the elevators to go up to my room. Just like forget about that experience. And he, I don't, I think when he, before he started hitting on me and like ramping things up, he got my phone number because I didn't know what was going to transpire and I thought it like might have so, been a good contact. So he asked because, you for your number. Well, because because remember he. I bet you that was a lie. Did he ask you where you worked first? No. At first, we were talking about how we both work in healthcare, and he works in a doctor's office. And, you know, I thought it would be a good contact for me. Um, <laughs> so when he asked to exchange information, I really didn't think of anything anything of it at first. Like you were going to go and, like, impress your boss and see, hey, look, I've been here for only one day, and I got a doctor's office number. Yeah, pretty much. And then your boss looked at it and said, oh, this is Shannon's number. It happens all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. This is the third time this week, actually. <laughs> yeah, don't text this number ever. Yeah, well, um, so uh, he follows me to, like, an area before the elevators, and I stopped, and I was like, dude, stop, like, stop following me immediately, and he's like, 
um, oh, like I'll come up to. Then the things got really vulgar, you know. For those of you, this is the this is the money part of the story. This is the money part of the story. For those of you who may be listening around 13 year olds or under, put your tell them put your muffs on right now. Hey, how about you don't tell my 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 listeners to tune out? All right. Listen, if you're 13 years old and you've made it to episode 18, first of all, poor parenting. Shame on your parents. Second of all, thanks for sticking it out. Fair enough. Fair enough. If Kieran ever tells someone to not listen to this podcast, you put it full blast in the living room. Make, every, make everyone hear what I have to say. That's anyway. fair. I mean, you're, it's your podcast, so house rules. Anyway. Podcast rules. Uh, so, so back from your worst marketing plug ever uh <laughs> back to the story so shannon said to me like i want to come up to your room and give you a hand job and i was that... like and i was like no i'm straight and i have a girlfriend and he's just like oh that doesn't matter and i was like <laughs> and, and, yeah which i kind of respect on that on his part of a warrior like yeah, just takes it on the chin. So you're and not even, like, yeah, and you're not even like you're not even like shortening this conversation. It was literally like, all right, I'm going up now. Okay, I'll come give you a hand job. <laughs> right. Well, I think at that point, like he knew the game was in the fourth quarter, and he was down by twenty points. Absolutely. Like he had to. He had, he had to do something to, special. Right. He had to throw some hail marys. <laughs> yeah. I think he knew that, and um, so he was like, and then I was like, dude, I'm not like I'm not gay. Like this isn't gonna work. And then what he said to me was, I know exactly how it would work. And he said <laughs> – Yeah, I've been here before. Oh, he obviously had. And he's like, well, what you would do is you would watch porn on your bed and I would hide in the bathroom. And then once you're you know, ready – Once you're good you know, and ready from your He would come porn. out and give me a hand job. And I was like, fuck no. You know what and, though? That's a pretty good plan he has. Listen, I guess. you get he you get all focused in the porn. For all you know, she's doing it. You don't know where your brain's at. You're in the porn. No. Oh, okay. Dude, no. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but that's a hard no for me, dog. Um. I don't know why, but I feel like there's like a lot of fathers in this world that are like, well, it wasn't so easy for us. I must say no. Like, I just feel like there's like a lot of fathers that aren't even gay that have just like had this experience for some reason on like a business trip where they're like fighting with their wife who hasn't. Like they hasn't put out in like twenty years. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about that one. But um, basically, I said fuck no, and then he asked me for a hug, and I said go fuck yourself. Oh, then, so you this got aggressive, and this is all yeah, I got angry at him. Vestibule. If he kept going, I might have hit him. Wow, because he was stalking me, and he was like, he would not stop. Like I didn't want him to follow me anymore. I didn't want him to follow him up to me. I didn't want him to follow me up to my room. Right. So I I didn't threaten him. At no point did I threaten him. But I I think if he said like more comments and continued to follow me after I said just like go fuck yourself, I probably would have punched him in the face. Wow. Yeah. And and not and not and not in a homophobic way. No. I need to stress that a lot. Yeah. And I feel unsafe because this person is making sexual advantages on me. Right. And and following me. And follow like, actually, trying to follow like, you to your room. Actively following me to my room. So, like, so he follows you to the vestibule, the elevator yeah. vestibule. Correct. And then, okay, 
Uh, I'm going up now. Okay, great. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow you upstairs to give you a little handy J and then be on my way. And then you were like, no, that's not that's not what happens next. And he laid uh, out and, – yeah, right. no? Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right. It, that was basically how it ended. Like I just went in the elevator and then I went up to my room and that was that. However, do, do you want to – do you want to mention what happens next? So I I don't have uh I don't have my phone in front of me, but there I believe was a text exchange. Yep, he was, texted. Was me. this the same night? It was the same night. This is like an hour later. Yeah, thirty minutes to an hour later, I would say. So almost right away. So he didn't wait at all. He was like, you know what, this kid's still thinking about it. I gotta I gotta hit him while he's hot still. Right. Right. Excellent. I bet you and, Shannon wasn't even staying at that hotel. Like, he lives, like, two blocks away. I have no idea just, where just Shannon resides. He frequents the hotel and does that. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. And I actually have the text right in front of me. Do you want me to share it? Yeah, please, please. It, I, as, as much as the conversation is you're willing to share, please. As traumatizing as this experience was, I was like, I need to screenshot this. Like, oh, you, just, you like, document how crazy this was. What? You texted me like immediately about this, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I needed like, to li- like live. Like <laughs> I was basically there even though yeah, I was Dan- I was 3 hours ahead of you. Danny was basically Shannon. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, but I was hiding in the bathroom though. <laughs> so Shannon sends me this text message. Um, I'm looking at it now. It was at 11:05 p.m. Pacific time. It says, "Damn, you are cute as fuck. I wish I get to suck your dick tonight." <laughs> is that ladies, listen. Does that work? Is that if I'm like, "Damn, you're cute as fuck. I want to like do sexual things to you." Is that, does that work? Is that a move? <laughs> do you do you want to tell ladies that you'll suck their dick? Well, I changed it. I made it. I made it uh, female friendly. I changed it. Oh. Hey, okay. Did you not hear me? I changed it. I just said sexual stuff. Nice. So bold move. So what did you say? I didn't answer. You didn't answer. Left didn't answer. You left them on red. Well, I have an Android, so I don't think you could see that I left them on red. But, but, like, um, but like for what it means, you left them yes. on red. Yes. For all intents and purposes, left them on red, and that was the end of Shannon. Forever? Yeah. He didn't text you again? No. I thought he, th- I thought he tried again. No. Oh, so now, now I'm a little sad. I wanted Shannon to keep at it. No. <laughs> no, Shannon was that was the end of Shannon, thank God. You know, we're laughing about this now, but listen, the deeper it goes into quarantine and the lonelier some of us get <laughs> that might not be a bad you know, because uh, listen, in the moment I'm like, no, that's disgusting. No way. But now I don't know, man. Now it's like, you know what? That could maybe work. I'm not there I mean, yet, but that could maybe work. I actually have his number. Like I'm, we can, I'm not texting I can, Shannon. I can, yeah, you can text him, I'm man. Not, I'm, like, meet up. I'm like, hey, do you remember Kieran from how how long ago was this? Now, like four years, three years? No, no, two this years? was two years ago. I yeah, have no idea how long this was. It was in 2018, so two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yes. So I just love the whole. I can't get over. You know what? I still think about this. Like, just watch some porn, turn the lights out, lay like lay down, watch some porn. Get yourself good and ready, and then I'll just come on in out of the bathroom and just start doing my thing. Like I think about that a lot. Like I think you traumatized me with that, dude. 
it was traumatizing. I yeah. was traumatized. I can't I can't watch porn now without the fear of a of a, of a middle aged Asian man <laughs> sneaking Dude. out of a closet and just finishing it off for me. Dude, you don't even know what he looks like, man. He was like, didn't matter. Was he good looking? No. He was like he was like had a like a very much receding hairline and like was kind of sweaty and <laughs> was he like fat? Uh, he was a little. Ch- I wouldn't say he was fat. He was a little chunky, but he wasn't fat. Right. So he's like he's like like smaller than me. He was. He wasn't. I got some tubbiness. I would say I don't. Well, the thing is, he was shorter than you. He was shorter than me. So he was he, shorter than you. That must yeah, be pretty good for you, because you're like really small. I won't. I won't say it on air, but you're a pretty small guy. I I am I am five eight and a half. Five eight and a half. Every, those, everything counts. Everything does count. I'm five nine on a good day, dude. In the morning, five nine in the morning. That's right. Exactly. That's what I say. I say I tell people I'm like six two in the morning. <laughs> six two in the morning. <laughs> I have a radio oh, show called Six Two in the Morning, and then yeah. right, and then it, the show will last for however long it takes me to shrink back down to my like six six foot between six foot and six one height, and then I'm like, well, guys, just uh, look at the height thing. It's about that time where I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wrap it up. Thanks for listening to Six Two in the Morning. Meet back here same time. That's a dangerous game to play though, because if you don't shrink back, you're just on the radio forever. Yeah, but then I have a just, podcast, then you're just doing so, thought. Like, I could just, I could just, I could just go. I could put music on. I could just go. Yeah. I don't do do, do radio DJs get paid by the hour because I could really milk that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have no idea. You're asking the wrong man. That's yeah. Nick. That hey, Jam and Jesse on Radio 104.5. If you haven't been listening to this, uh, I don't want to know your wages. I'm not going to ask you your salary. But or how are you paid? Hourly? Salary? Like how's that? How's that work? So yeah. Let me know. I'm sure she's listening. Uh, she's a big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. So she'll get back to me. <laughs> so do you do you want to jump into the other escapade that I had had? So. The buck doesn't stop there because mm-hmm. Kieran's time in Vegas. So for so how long were you in Vegas before Shannon? Like a day, an hour? Like like five hours. So five hours. You were like, wow, five hours in. Gay guys trying to pick me up. It can't like that's it's got to be one and done. But no, it happened again. It did happen again. It happened in a very different fashion the second time. But before I tell that um, little little story, I want to mention that like ladies did not do not did not come on to me like that. Like it's just oh. that's not a, like I'm not a womanizer. You oh, need to, we were listeners cursed. need to know that we would sit around and cry about no one would touch us. Like we would be right. Like we were like cur- which still I mean to this day for me I'm still. And if you think about it, it's so ironic that like someone named Shannon comes on to me and it happens to be a chunky middle-aged Asian dude. And that, was the, and that was the closest thing to female attraction you would have. Like <laughs> had a girl name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everyone has so, to, every guy has to go through the transition of where it's a guy, but it's a girl's name. So we're getting somewhere. And the second person also had a unisex name. Excellent. Unisex. Yeah. Um, the second person was named Sam. Sam. Yep. Sam from and Vegas. Sam from Vegas. Well, he's actually from – he wasn't from Vegas. He was from another city. Okay. And he moved to Vegas, much like myself. Much like everyone in Vegas. No, I don't think anyone in Vegas is from Vegas. 
there are there aren't that many natives, but I mean, I worked with several that were from there, and they were great people. Um, they lived in the city. I feel like so people who like are born in Vegas, I like, don't stay in Vegas. It is a very transient city. Um, people come and go very um, rapidly, so there's a lot of turnover. Um, but you know, if you you know you you can find natives, and the natives love love the city. So that's good. Um, I'm glad that the native. Uh, what do they what do they call themselves? Ve- vegans? Vegans? <laughs> <laughs> vegans. Ve- the the Las Vegans. Yeah, I think they call them Las Vegans. Pretty much, they call Las so, Vegans. So the uh, so the vegans they uh, they're all from Las Vegas. Yep. There you go. There it is. So Sam, uh, he was your neighbor. Correct. So I lived in an apartment complex. Uh, well, it wasn't really an apartment complex as you would visualize it. Um, it was basically like uh, not really townhouses, but like they would have like four buildings that were connected and one one upstairs unit and a downstairs unit on both sides. So it would be four units. Um, and I, um, by the way, I had a great uh, you know experience living in that that place. I mean, nobody bothered me. It had Two pools. Did you um, live there the whole time? Gym. Yeah, I lived there the whole time. Had a gym. It was affordable. It had two pools. People left me alone. I remember the Snapchats. I I remember thinking, I got to get out there. It was nice. (laughs) I I really have no qualms with living there. I mean, other than my appliances, as as an aspiring dad, you know, I'm the first one to notice when appliances are not up to snuff. And these were a bit subpar. Right. But – you know what? I can't expect perfection. You, you can look. You can look at a door cabinet. A, a door cabinet. A cabinet door. A door cabinet. <laughs> and you could just know right off the bat that it's plumb. Right. That door is plumb, and I'll fix it. Right. But I about I want to say two and a half, maybe three months. No, 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 not even because Sam um came on to me when our dear friends Joe and Callum were visiting me. Yeah, I'm gonna get into that. That's actually my heartburn story in this episode. I'm gonna get into that. Okay, we'll we'll get we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's funny to note that because I throughout Sam's uh little escapade, I tried very hard to get Callum or Joe um to get his sights. Yeah. You tried to deflect it off of you. I did. I like you you were like, well I'm straight and cute, but have you seen my straight and cute friends? <laughs> well, I wanted, I was, I, you know, I really wanted Callum to go over his place for dinner. But, but we're, I think we're putting the cart ahead of the horse here. I, so basically how it started is one day I came home from work and I was sitting in my car when I got home because I had to answer a few emails. Um, and I, I just wanted to do that to wrap up my day. And, um, I was sitting in my car and I noticed in my rearview mirror that it was like a parking lot where, um, there's like a row of cars underneath a sun, like a, a sunroof, if you will, like a, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. like it's a, a big panel that covers your car cause it's really hot there. Mm-hmm. And there's one on one side, one on the other side. And I could see Sam in his car. Like he saw me and he was like waiting for me. Like I could see him just like looking at me and this was before Joe and Callum got out to Vegas. And so I eventually, I was like, all right, whatever. And I finished answering my emails. I exit my car to go up to my apartment and, you know, kick off my shoes. 
whatever, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And Sam exits his car right as I do and basically makes like a beeline for me. So, so you saw Sam in his car watching you? I did, but I, I, you know, at first I really didn't think of it, anything of it. I was like, oh, like – Like that's also just sitting in his car answering emails. Right. You know, he could be doing anything. You right, know, like, right. Yeah, it's, of course, whatever. Right. And – but, you know, I think he spotted me, and he may have seen me other times because he lived in the unit next to mine. So he wasn't really my neighbor per se, but he lived in very close so proximity to me. So are you in like an apartment complex or like townhousing? Like how – like – It's hard to explain. Like think of it like – one building right that has an upstairs unit and a downstairs unit it's like a duplex yeah it's kind of like a duplex but they were all like it was multiple of them attached yeah there were two duplexes in one 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 building if you gotcha. will okay and, I, I i get it right and he was in the building next to my building okay so he wasn't in my so were duplex you upstairs or downstairs i was upstairs okay yeah that's not really important in the story i just been trying to set the scene for the yeah. listeners that have stuck around this far yes Thank you. Thank you, by the way. Hey, Katie. Love you, babe. Welcome back. Oh, that's uh, – he just named after his girlfriend. That's cool that you have one of those and found love. I'm very happy for you. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Of course. <laughs> very nice girl. Great girl. Anyway, so Sam sees me, makes a beeline for me, and, you know, by, and, and Sam was a bit of an upgrade from Shannon because credit where credit is due, Sam was jacked. <laughs> Sam's younger. He's hotter. He was Sam was younger and he was he was ripped like he had like python arns. So what's he going after you? I mean, no offense, but like no, I agree. Going, I mean, um, Sam, Sam, listen, Sam, if you're listening to this episode, which I'm, I know you are, I'm gonna send it to you. Um, you could do better, man, and I hope you have done better since then. He may have, man. I I don't know why he went after me either, but he for whatever reason. Maybe he was like Joe Exotic, like he only liked straight guys. Yeah, he only likes him straight and young. Maybe, man. I don't know. I was. I'm not in the head of Sam. I don't know what his line of thinking was, but it's definitely a possibility. Um, and so Sam, basically, similar to Shannon, didn't come off very strong at first. Like he's like, "Oh, like, are you new to the um, this this complex?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah. You know, I've only lived here for a month or so." Um, and he's like, oh, you know, I, did you move out here? I said, yeah, yada, yada. <coughs> and then he said, like, oh, well, I know it can be really hard to move to a new city. You know, I'd be happy to have you over for dinner sometime um, and, like, you know, introduce you to some people or, you know, you know, whatever. Like, welcome you to the city or whatnot. I was like, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. So I gave him my number. You – okay. Both – both these stories have started out with you giving your number like dangerously early into the story because i don't i just like so i met this stranger and he seemed nice so i gave him my number (laughs) he lived next to me so (laughs) i'm not gonna be like no i don't have my neighbor's numbers i've been through my whole life that is different (laughs) that's different because you were a kid for most of your life and if they asked for your number that would be weird well i do have the ones numbers are the ones that are my age but i don't have their parents numbers anyway so sam gets my number and the course of action that he proceeds upon is very aggressive he texted me on a nightly basis and started like saying come over dinner come over for dinner come over for dinner and i had like a gut instinct that this guy 
there was something just like off about him and because he was like so persistent and like so intent on like, becoming like yeah. not even like off in the sense of like social cues off like, like how persistent he was right exactly like it, it just didn't make sense like if if i was i totally get like welcoming someone over to, for dinner that's new to the apartment complex i think that was really hospitable and nice of him to do right and i would do the same thing but i wouldn't text someone on a nightly basis like yeah you coming over for dinner you coming over for dinner you and coming you'd be over like well dinner? it's 11 p.m so no right exactly and at first i genuinely couldn't because i was coaching and playing soccer at the time so I was actually very occupied with that, and um, I said no, and he was super persistent, and that's what kind of led me to be a little skeptical of him. Uh-huh. Then that was when he transitioned to the massage phase. The massage phase. Ah, yes, the massage portion of my plan. Yes. So I <laughs> ran into him again, and he asked me where I worked. I told him, and you know, just out of being you know, conversational. I asked him where he worked. He said he worked at a gym that he was also a masseuse on the side. And after that, he basically texted me every night saying, Hey, like I'll give you a massage before you go to bed. Well, that's, That know. sounds nice though. That sounds like, I, I don't know that I would have rejected that right away. Yeah. Listen, I'm very comfortable on my sexuality, Kieran. I am not, uh, I am not, uh, homosexual and so if a guy's like hey i'm really i give a mean massage you know what if i had a long day i might be getting a massage well okay (laughs) that was not i mean fair enough i would not i would not allow him to touch my pee pee i would shut that down right away sam would have definitely tried to touch your pee pee all right so Sam made it very clear that his intentions were sexual. He was he was in it for the pee pee. He was in it for the pee pee, man. And I remember at one point, I just told him I was like, "Look, man, I don't." He asked me. He was like, "Why don't you want to come over?" And I was just like, uh, "Like, I feel a little uncomfortable with you giving me a massage." And he's like, why do you feel uncomfortable? Like, uh, you know, I just want – he said something sexual. I really don't remember what it was. Um, but he said he had a sexual innuendo that made it very clear what he, wa- what he wanted. Uh, do, you, uh, do you have the conversation saved like you did with Shannon's? No. I, well, I don't have – I only have a screenshot of Shannon. But, sh- but Sam was more of like a dialogue. Like okay. Sam and I yeah, talked – This was like, a, this was like over the – weeks maybe even? Yeah, yeah, weeks definitely. Months? Maybe a few months, yeah. Wow. Eventually, Sam. eventually, Sam, so much better. Come on. Katie came out to visit me. Katie, the girlfriend. My girlfriend came out to visit me in Vegas, and I remember at one one night, Katie and I like went to go out to dinner, and Sam was outside of his apartment, and he was like so salty when he saw Katie. Well, but you told them, I'm sure, that you had a girlfriend. I did. I did, but he was still really salty. He didn't buy it. Well, I mean, why would he, you know? I've yeah, I, that's true. That's true. I wouldn't <laughs> buy it either. I wouldn't buy it either. But he um, he was like – he when he saw Katie, he was very salty. I remember distinctly I – Katie and I were – he was standing at the edge of the parking lot talking to a few other people, and Katie and I were walking towards my car. 
And as we got near to him, I said, hey, Sam, what's up? And he looked at me, did not say a word, well, and just turned – how dare turned you back. be straight and have a girlfriend, Kieran, honestly? <laughs> it's so fucked up. And honestly, it, 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 it's upsetting me too. I lost a lot of good Kieran time. Yep. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But now Katie's in quarantine, so we can have podcasts. Yeah, exactly. Now, now we are we are back. Um, you know, I think we've had a decent amount of Danny and Kieran time, so that's good. Sure, we've socially distanced ourselves. Uh, yes, but we have we have tossed the baseball around. Mm-hmm. But we wore gloves. <laughs> yeah, we wore we wore. They're made of leather, so it's very robust. Yeah. Um. So eventually, the story ended when um, you know, Sam figured out I was straight, and then Sam moved out. Well, cause you chased him out. It's like uh, it's like when Jim moved away in the office, when Pam was like, "We're just still gonna marry Roy." I guess so. He was I guess like, so. Well, I can't be near my love anymore because it hurts too much. <laughs> and the you know what's funny now that I think about it is the last interaction I ever had with Sam was is... introducing him to your girlfriend. No, no, actually, he and when he was moving out, he, he came to my door one night and he knocks on my door and he's like hey man i'm moving out and i'm getting rid of some stuff so here's some halloween decorations (laughs) so he gives me these halloween decorations these random ass is there is there uh is there an underlining meaning to that i have no idea do they have cameras in them i still have them i don't know do you put them up on halloween time probably you should you definitely should I think we do, yeah. Absolutely. That's, that's that makes me happy. So that's the last interaction I had with Sam was him giving me some Halloween decorations. <laughs> wow, what a wild finish that one has. Yeah, very much so. Very so, much um, so. So before I forget, I will go into my heartburn story then. Because mm-hmm. you, you you wrapped up these stories and we're still talking about they're still fresh the Vegas stories. Right. Um, which also I mean, oh I have you know what I have more relation like okay my heartburn story I'm going I digress. And I know for a fact that Joe is going to listen to this. Joe O'Neill is – he was on episode – oh, man. I forget. This is really – this looks bad on my end. Uh, he was in an episode, the one from California. <laughs> the, it, was a, it was a mess of an episode. It was, it was five people. It was me learning how to use equipment. It was a mess of an episode. If people listen past that, I appreciate it. If you listen to that one, I really appreciate it. Um, so – and I know he's going to be like – hit me up and be like, yo, this is all lies. But this is the story as I sees it. You moved to Vegas, and we, uh, we, oh, and Callum's involved in the story as well. You all should know Callum. If uh, Callum's been in like almost as many episodes as Chris Benson, maybe an equal amount, definitely not more. Um, so the three of us we still in the neighborhood, still hung out. I was unemployed at the time, and I was like, "Yo, we got to get out there to Vegas to visit uh, Kieran." And I really want to go. I've never been to Vegas before. And I still haven't been to Vegas. This is, you know, if you have a guess where the story is going. Um, so let's just go. And they didn't seem, like, fully interested. They were like, yeah, okay, I guess we could go. But they weren't really, like, super interested in going, I felt. And then um, I was like, guys, I'm applying for this job. It's going to start soon. So I really have to get going, like, before the job starts. Uh, yeah, you know, I would like to go, but whatever. And then I get the job. Uh, I get my start date, and I'm like, okay, guys, like, I'll start this job in three weeks. Like, 
I will literally go to Vegas next week. I have nothing to do. I'm unemployed. Next week, I could be on a flight to Vegas. I like that quickly. I don't care because we didn't have to figure out like like lodging. We we're staying with you. We we're staying at your house, and so uh, no, I don't want to go. Man, whatever. So I get this job, and all of a sudden they start talking about. They start suggesting going to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? What the? How? And like, yeah, we should totally go to Vegas. I'm like, guys, I literally just started this job. I told you guys I can't take off work. I just started. Like, I'm not going to, like, ask for a week off after being employed here for, like, two weeks. Right. And they just fucking were like, all right, well, sucks for you. We're going to Vegas. I can't believe you don't want to come. And they, like, left, and they just went to Vegas. So, mm-hmm. they, so in my mind, and I joke with them all the time about this, and, like, I'm not actually terribly, like, upset about it, but I do love busting their balls about it, and I'm a little upset about it. They, in my mind, they just like waited for me to not be able to go to Vegas, and they were like, "All right, we're shipping off to Vegas. Have fun at home, loser." Mm-hmm. And then they went to Vegas. And two of my best friends, crushing blow, right? That's so. so yeah, upsetting. I. I mean, I feel bad for you, man. I'm sorry that that happened. And but... then, and then you just fucking left. You just came back. So I now have no reason or place to stay if I go to Vegas. But it's okay, though, because you went to California, which is even better than Vegas. I did go to California, which is better than Vegas. And I was going to relate. So I've been to California three times. I love it there. I've told multiple people I want to live there. I love I love California. I've been there th- three times. in the la- I've been there three times in the last, like, three or four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last two times I was there, I went to visit Joe, who now lives in uh, California, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so I've been so I've been there three times, but I've been to this specific, uh, I guess, city, town, area, county. I don't know what it is. <laughs> we'll just say town because the story can get narrow into the town. So it's a metropolitan this, area. <laughs> right. I've been to the same place where Joe lives now twice. Both times I was there, I I was uh, be- people have believed that I was also gay. So mm-hmm. maybe something about living where we live now and then traveling to the West Coast, like maybe only gay people do that. Like, like we have both been mistaken for gay twice. Maybe, man. I mean, do, do you want to go into your... Yeah, so I'll, I'll touch upon them. The first one wasn't that, uh, wasn't that good of a story. So me and Joe were out in the town. The, the, the first time it was just me and Joe, like I was just visiting Joe. So it was just the two of us. Because I was visiting family, and then I stayed in a couple extra days with Joe. So it was just me and him. We were out in the town, and these group of girls came up to us. They were so drunk. They were so drunk, and they were, like, painted in, like, all the ra- like all this, like, neon and rainbow attire. And they were like, hey, we're going to follow you to that place. And we were like, what is the what? It, what? What are you talking about? And they were like, oh, yeah, like, you guys are going to, like, that gay bar, right? And I'm like, we were like, we were like I don't know. Like, no, we're not, like... We're not, like, specifically going to a gay bar, but, I mean, if we're uh, walking towards one, like, maybe we'll pop in, like, and they're like, no, well, we don't know where it is, so we're just going to follow you guys, and we're like, we're like, we're not going there, and then they were like, well, you guys are, like, gay, right, or she was like, she was like, well, you guys are gay together, right, and then before we could say anything, this other girl in the group starts laughing, and she was like, what do you mean are they gay together, what else would they be, gay apart? And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, I could make a third suggestion of what it might be. 
can can straight be an option? Can we be straight together? Like we're just two bros hanging out? Like that is so funny. So like in these two girls, like in these girls' minds, there was no way we were straight. It was either we were gay and we were like together, or we were just like two gay friends apart. Like I should have wow. sold. Like I should have sold. I should have like grabbed Joe's hand and been like, "Well, are we gay together, Joe? Like, what up? Like, what is this?" But I didn't. Wow. And uh, so they ended up just like ditching us. Like they were not. They were not thrilled with like us not going to the gay bar. Which they still. They never believed that we were straight. We were like, oh, "We're actually not gay, but like, you know, if the gay bar's popping, like we'll go." And they're like, "No, you guys are gay." And they were, they like left. And we're like, "Okay." You know, this is really disappointing because I would give anything to hear from their perspective what it was that made them so abundantly so I well I'll tell you what, we were looking really fucking good. Like we were looking good. And so I actually get as a compliment. I was wearing but I will tell you that I was I was wearing salmon shorts, salmon colored shorts, and I was Mm. wearing a blue short sleeve button down. With like red and uh, with red and white, like not polka dots because they weren't like big, but it was like it was like there was red and white dots on the shirt. Mm-hmm. And then Joe was probably wearing something similar. He always looks good though. It's Joe, and um, so that was the first time. And then the second time, which was the last time I was there, mm-hmm. uh, we were in a bar, and I was just like, I was absolutely plastered, dude. I was so drunk. Like, I was by far the most drunk I ever. Although Callum was pretty drunk, too. This was when we were in a group. It was me, everyone from the California episode. It was the same freaking weekend. Everyone, if you don't know what I'm talking about, listen to that episode. Um, so we went to this bar, and I, I was in the back. I'm pretty sure I was having, like, an emotional breakdown. Like, I don't even know why. I was so drunk. And so I'm leaving the bar because it's, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. we're leaving the bar, and this guy stops me. And he was like, oh, my God, like – can I just say I love uh, – first of all, I was wearing a pink Reptar shirt. <laughs> Classic. Which is a phenomenal shirt. It's a right. fantastic shirt. Yes. So this guy stopped me. He said, oh, my God, I love your shirt. And I was like, oh, dude, thank you so much. Like, I really needed that tonight. Like, thank you so much. And we started chit-chatting. And then and I, and I knew right away what, that he was, like, trying to, like, come on to me, which is fine. And I was, like – and I was, like, really trying to – I don't know if this is, like, a stupid thing. I was, like, really trying to act, like, hetero. Like, I was like, oh, dude, bro. Like <laughs> – <laughs> like um but also that's just kind of like how i talk sometimes when i'm drunk like i'm that is literally like how i am when i'm drunk i'm pretty you, fucking you annoying. just you just join a fraternity <laughs> real quick yeah i'm just like really fucking annoying about it <laughs> like i'm really in your face about my drunkness sometimes and okay. uh, so he was just like um so we we're talking and he's like oh you're straight aren't you and i was like i am i am and his name was alejandro alejandro mm. Nice accent. And um, he was actually a really nice guy. And so um, he was like, oh, you're straight, aren't you? I was like, I am. I am straight. I'm so sorry to disappoint you. And he was like, oh, well, like, do you still want to come over and have sex? And I was like, Old. and I was like, wow, I wish women would say that to me. Yeah, right. And I Wouldn't was like, nice? but I was like, I was like, oh, Alejandro. And I was like, I'm so flattered. Like, thank you so much for the offer. I can't. Uh, I'm straight. And I'm also with my friends. And I just... Like I'm leaving, but like I'm really flattered. Like, thank you. Like, I don't. I didn't say thank you. I didn't say thanks for the offer of sex. But right. I, say, I was like, oh, I'm really flattered. Like, I hope you have a great night. It was really nice meeting you. Really nice chatting with you. And also, it turns out I'm like I'm like pretty slutty, I guess. 
because <laughs> he was like, oh, well, like, can I, like, touch your tit before I go? And I was just like, yeah, man, fucking grab that shit. Wow. And so he just, like, grabbed my boob, and then that was it. And then we were waiting for our Uber outside, and he was also out there again. And, oh, wow. And he was out there with, like, his friend who was visiting him, or his cousin, or I don't know. I forget her name. Leanne, I think, was her name. Mm. She was also super nice. So I ended up talking to those guys. Like I talked to them, I was talking to both of them. I was waiting for our Uber, and um, I was like, "Oh, like where are you guys from?" And then this other guy, like this other guy came. <clears throat> Maybe it was Shannon, because it was a middle-aged Asian man. I think he was Asian. He came and started like trying to pick up Alejandro. <laughs> you, wow, you really saw, you really got to see an interesting sight there. He was trying to pick wow. up Alejandro, and first of all, I was like, okay, how rude. I'm clearly talking to Alejandro, sir. <laughs> like, you didn't want to lose Alejandro. Right. I mean, it wasn't like, I mean, I'm like, I had no like sexual relation, but it was like a fun conversation. Like, he was a cool guy. So we, we were talking about like, God, what the fuck? We were, we were talking about old 90s like Nickelodeon shows because, um, his friend was wearing like a Bugs Bunny shirt and I was like, Oh my God. Like that's that's cool. It's like old like you're wearing an old cartoon, I'm wearing an old cartoon. So we're talking about like old TV, like old cartoons, like a fun conversation. And this right. guy just like walks up like fucking plastered. And he goes over to Alejandro and starts talking about like all of his expensive cars and shit. Oh wow. He was trying to And he, he was trying to buy yeah. And he, like his eyes were like barely open, like his face was like asleep. Like you know how like when you're that gone, you like you look like you're asleep, but you're like awake. I think so. Like he looked like he was like you could tell he was way out of it. And then um, he was talking. I think he's talking about drugs too. I think he was offering everyone drugs. I don't really remember. Wow, that sounds and, like that sounds he, very California. <clears throat> he was like this whole hey. this whole story is very California. Oh, it's so it's so it's so Cal. Get it? Which is where it was. It was Southern California. But, um, so he's like, hey, and he's like asking Alejandro if he wants to come over and like look at his cool cars. And he's like, oh, you ever been, you ever been in one of these? You ever been in one of these? And then, and Alejandro, it got to the point, cause like I was also talking to like Callum and Dan and all them. Yep. Alejandro literally, so I like, okay, well, they're having their conversation. Like, I've lost Alejandro. I'll just go out and talk to my friends. And so, yeah. And so Alejandro like came over and he was like, oh my God, Danny, like this guy's like really creeping me out. Can you please help me? And I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? So I was like, um, I'll try, but mind you, I'm really drunk. So I went over to that guy and I was like, hey man, like what's going on? What are we doing? And he was like, oh, like I was just seeing if he wants to come and like look at my cars. And I was like, and I, I was like, Alejandro, you want to go see his fucking cars? Because I forgot what I was doing. And then, <laughs> <laughs> nice, well done, Dan. <laughs> really hit that one. Yeah, on and then I remember. Well, then I remember. I was like, hey, no, Alejandro said no, so that's why I remember. Alejandro's like, no, I don't want to fucking go look at his cars. And okay. so I was like, "Hey, man, like, leave leave my friends alone. Like, what are you doing? Like, get out of here. Come on. Like, like, are you causing problems or what?" And he was right. like, "No." And I was like, "Hey, like, leave Alejandro alone. All right. Like, he's out of your league." And then, and then I was like, "Alejandro." And then by now, Joe is called the Uber. So Joe's like, "Hey, our Uber's here. Like, we gotta run." So I was like, "Okay, fine." So I was like, "Alejandro, Leanne, great meeting both of you." Alejandro again hey can I like touch your boob before you leave and I'm like such a fucking slot I'm like yeah man I'm oh like, fucking Lord. grab that shit everyone <laughs> was trying to feel up your chest man it was my it was my left boob both times so Alejandro goes for the left boob okay noted noted he just like really quickly like grabbed it like real quick like like real quick and then I was like okay bye so I hope that he got, I hope he got home safe I hope Leanne got home safe I hope the other guy got home safe too I hope he didn't like I don't know rape anybody I hope they're safe 
I, I, I don't know. Maybe I hope I, they're safe too. Maybe when I go back to Santa Barbara. Oh crap! I said the sound. I wasn't gonna say it. Oh, oh. Santa Barbara. Wow. Now they know. Dan, leave that part in. People need to know. Um, <laughs> so uh, th- that was my experiences, which I love it there, by the way. Like it was so fun. Like. Well, c- clearly you have been indoctrinated and welcomed by the locals. I have been welcomed by the natives. The, yes. The, the and by local. the way, don't sleep on the fact that we're locals. We are locals to our town. And I remember when I told you that, it like blew your mind. Like you've it never was... you've never thought of yourself as a local. No. It truly truly in in the mo- purest sense of the word was a revelation. Like we were just like driving home from Wawa one night and I, we were like, "Oh man, like all the like like all the non-locals, like they don't know about this Wawa trip or something like that." Or no, did I say natives or locals? I forget. But either and way, you said locals. I was like, "Yeah, like we're the locals," and you were like, "What? Me?" Because the thing is, like, look, at some point, some travelers, some some journey, journey, some so. This is a great vocab word for you. Some sojourners. Damn, cut that part out. Be in the area, and they'll ask. No, don't leave it in. What? I said, yeah, cut that part, part out. <laughs> so, so at some point, there has been a sojourner that has said, oh, like, I wonder what the locals do around here. We are those locals. We're the locals. We are. It's That's great. incredible. So I'm going to change gears here, Karen, because this podcast is running long. It's going to be a long episode, I know, so buckle up, people, because we're, like, halfway through it. Um, this You are doing something right now, and I'm going to say I'm very proud of you. Thank you. You have started – uh, the MLB Fans Union. <coughs> oh my God! I'm sorry. I'm coughing. I hope I don't have the Corona. <laughs> I got the fucking Rona over here. Uh-huh. Damn! Cut that part out. Don't people know? Um, <laughs> you started the MLB Fans Union on Facebook, and very quickly, you're at like what 300 followers now. We are over 300 followers. It's, well, members. It's a group, I guess. Uh, it's really cool. I'm really proud of you. It's growing really fast. Um, so. Do you want to just like surf on the surface? Talk about that. It's basically, it's basically, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode. It's a Rob Manfred slander page. You know, so on the surface, yeah, I mean, you could definitely characterize it as such. But the biggest thing for us is preserving the game of baseball. And to give you some context, uh, listeners, the game of baseball has undergone. Um, a, a wide variety of different changes and these changes are not changes um, they're not changes that are insignificant they're actually changes that have impacted the way the game is played so much so that baseball fan a lot of baseball fans argue that there should be a before Manfred era and an after Manfred era there might be there might they're literally like uh, not all joking aside all seriousness there might be because Rob Manfred basically is a businessman. He's not a baseball man. And he is using Major League Baseball as a vehicle to drive a, a select few people's bottom lines. And what he totally neglects is that baseball is America's pastime. Baseball isn't some science experiment, isn't some little you know, project that he can use to make people a buck. It's a way of life. It is 
something that really is ingrained in the fabric of American culture. I mean, it's almost as if 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 someone bought the rights to apple pie and then said you can only put peaches instead of apple into apple pie. That's what it's like. That's I think that's a really good metaphor because baseball is not going to be the same after this man finishes his his tenure as commissioner. And that's what we're trying to stop. So he's he's made some uh he's making a lot of rule changes. Uh-huh. But um one of the ones that's really not sitting well with me, and and, and by the way, I'll tell the listeners, I'm friends with some members of this union. I'm in it. I'm talking to the uh, the president, the CEO, the founder. <laughs> uh, I would like to have a Harper in the Pocket episode devoted to it, so we're not uh-huh. going to dive too deep into it right now unless you want to karen it's your group it's whatever it's, it's your airtime you know you know i think we can i think we can scratch the, sur- the surface of it um and then at another episodes i think it would be prudent he's, to, to he's, go he's to. basically making he's changing baseball he's making all these rules that like like who's the rule for you know what i mean right who exactly who's that for because everyone's like hey baseball is great and there's very few things wrong with it and he was like well let me fix it right Right, exactly. Let me, and he doesn't ask the fans. And let me, but what I do want to mention is how this started. So this started the 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 the, the union you made. The concept of the fans union okay. started two years ago, when my two roommates and I, Rob Fredette, and Johnny Hershauer. Nice little name drops there. How you doing, Rob and Johnny? Thanks for listening. I hope you are. <laughs> Those we, the three of us, were sitting in our living room. In, in our senior year of high of um, college. college, and Rob Manfred had recently instituted one of his uh, many absurd role changes, and we were really both all, us three were quite upset at this naturally, and um, we were talking and we're like, you know what, like when you think about it, the players there's the Major League Baseball Players Association, which is effectively a union. Uh-huh. The players have a union, the owners have representation, the commissioner's office has representation, the marketing executives have representation in these decisions. The only party that has no representation, that gets no say in what happens to the game, is the fans. The most important group. The most important group. The, the group most that important pays group. No for. fans. There's nothing. You got nothing. That's right. You the game have, belongs to the fans. Who the owners are, you need fans. Right. And the People, commissioners of leagues, take the league, and they're like, okay, so this is obviously a corporation. And it's it's baffling how little input they take from the fans in any sport. Right. right. In any sport. It's baffling because they know, well, fans are fans. They're going to be fans no matter what we do. They're not going to stop rooting. You know, like Philadelphia fans won't stop rooting for the Phillies right. because these rules. Uh, like, you're an A's fan. You're not going to stop rooting for the A's. Like Correct. So they know. They know that. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I, I, I agree with you fullheartedly on that. It's just that with baseball, the difference is baseball is really undergoing some serious rule changes that are impacting the game. If you look at football, if you look at soccer, if you look at basketball, have they made some changes? Yeah. I mean, look, for example, uh, VAR in soccer has made a difference, but it's still soccer. It's still soccer. 
You know, the positions are the same. That was actually a very controversial example you gave because many people do not like it. But but the rules of the game aren't different. Right. I mean, you st- that's I mean, the, that's yeah. the point. The rules of the game are not different. Like watching a soccer game now versus watching one seven years ago isn't drastically different. Correct. But in baseball, it is. Same with football. In football... Football's made some changes. Football has made some changes, but... Here's my here's my qualm with the football changes is they made all these changes for safety, but like, don't really do anything about it. Like, they don't. Do the NFL is not very good at enforcing their safety rules, and I feel as though they they it's they need to acknowledge the fact that players are like suffering in their post NFL careers because of brain damage. I feel like they're rejecting that, but whatever. We won't we won't get into that. Well, I, you know, I, I, we, okay, we can leave that alone, but I will say that concussions are significantly down. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't think the, I'm ready. To the technology it. of the helmet and the rules, like, and the rule, like, leading with the helmet and stuff, it, and it, it is, it's working. Regardless, there, those changes as well are about safety. Correct. I was going to get to that. It's about safety. Not... You can't say, like, oh, like we want the players to be fucked up when they're older. Like, of course you don't. Of course you want them to be safe. Rob Manfred, these these, these rules aren't changes aren't making the game safer. They're just doing it to try and make an extra buck. I mean, a couple of the things you could argue, but overall. I don't think you could argue any of them are more safe. A single one. Like the double play thing and the absolutely just wrecking the catcher. Well, in fairness, though, railroading the catcher very rarely happens. It's very rare that that does happen. And there isn't – I don't think there's enough data to say, hey, look, you know, catchers that take multiple years in the MLB are facing long-term, um, you know, hardship because right. of railroading. I don't right. think that's, that's out not, there. They're not, they're not really getting CTE from that. Right. They're not getting CTE from yeah. being railroaded precisely. Maybe a, maybe, maybe a torn ACL. But... In an extreme case, that would be a very extreme case. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless, yeah. Maybe they'll so have that's... arthritis when they're seventy-five. But who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> True. Grow right. up. Right. So that's the that's the uh, that is the premise of the group. So, and it's also exciting because I mean you're going about it in a very cool way where you're entering fan groups. You're like, hey, let's all be let's all be one. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. And it's cool seeing the people's comments. And so far, no one's been against it. Um, very cool stuff in there. I, I, it's it's a private group for right now. Right. Can people ask to join? I want to encourage more people to get in this group. So ask yes. to join. Try and find MLB Fans Union. It's the one with the picture is uh, Robert Manfred wearing a clown nose. <laughs> um, so yeah. if you find the group, definitely ask to join. I'm sure Karen will let you in. It's a pre- It's a pretty cool community in there. Yep, um, and our our aspiration is eventually once we have the numbers to mobilize. We're gonna mobilize. We're gonna you know we're gonna have our voices heard because that's what the fans. We're deserve. gonna get a. We're, we talked about this before we started recording. We're gonna get a bus and very large letters MLB Fans Union, and then right on the bottom, I'm gonna be like, it's gonna write like in very small letters and harp on the podcast because we are partnering with them unofficially. <laughs> um. <clears throat> Even though, even though every time I try to promote my podcast in the group, Kieran, you're like, nah, don't, don't do that. Well, it's because you know, it's this isn't like a self promotion page. You know, we want. Right. I want to now, well, it will be once I get in there, and 
once I really get once I really get a foothold on it, it will be. Don't don't you worry about that. Fair enough. But, uh, this this segment will be in there. Uh, no, I'm joking. I'm not gonna take over your group. It's actually really cool, and it's you. Uh, it's awesome. Thank you. One rule change that we are gonna talk about more right now, because I have created a segment around it over the last two episodes, three episodes, two episodes. Minor league baseball. Uh-huh. Manfred wants to take that away from us. He does. Do you want to go in? Do you want to just say what he wants to do? I'm not really sure. He wants well, to long story short, a lot of it. Long story short, minor league baseball isn't making enough money for him, so he wants to eradicate it, which is an absolute travesty. Here's, you know, here's what game. I want to say to that, and this is the, something that I want to say. I wish this – this is something I would say to him. Like I would love for him to hear this. Mm-hmm. Because not, nothing of what I'm about to say necessarily made the league money, with the exceptions of me buying uh, tickets to a game. But me and you had some really cool experiences with minor league baseball. We do. Some really memorable ones, specifically oh. a team that isn't even called this anymore, the New Britain Rockcats. Mm-hmm. They are now the – what are they? The uh, Hartford? Hartford Yard Goats. Hartford Yard Goats. Love that so much. Yes. They also want to take – when he takes away the teams, he's taking away the team names, and that's really disappointing. So disappointing. Um, we went to – I actually made my Twitter because of Dakota Watts, former pitcher for the Rockcats. So me and Kieran were at a game. I think Chris was actually at this first game too and maybe the, uh, another friend of ours. Uh-huh. We were at this game – and we were just like chit chatting with these players. It was like so cool. This was back in 2012, right? Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah. So this, so this, so how old would we have been in 2012? Uh, eight years ago. So we've been 15. 17. 17. Something like that. We've been 15. Would have been 15. Eight years okay. ago. We're 23. Okay. Wrong? Am I wrong? No. 16. I don't know. I didn't well, do. It depends I, on what month you're born. I didn't do well in school, so we were about yeah. 15, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, like, obviously, like my dad took us to the games, and <laughs> we uh, we were just like chatting with this team. It was the coolest thing. I remember we just loved it so much. And um, Dakota Watts uh, at one point promised me a baseball if something happened. I don't remember what it was. It was like if this happens. Uh, I will give you a ball. Maybe it was if it was like if he gets a certain amount of strikeouts or something. I forget what it was. I honestly don't remember what it was. But if if so if something happens, I will give you a ball after the game ends. Come back down to this very spot. And uh-huh. so we, uh, it happened. He 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 owed me the baseball. And uh, and I went down to that spot and we waited like the whole time and he never came back and gave me the baseball. Uh-huh. And so I that night it was in August that night I made a Twitter, and I followed one person. <laughs> I followed Dakota Watts, and I and I tweeted at him my disappointment as like an angered fifteen year old, <laughs> and he could not have been nicer about it. He he replied to me, which is something that MLB players don't do generally. Well, he wasn't an MLB player. That's what I'm saying. I'm like okay. saying because he's a minor league player, he was more grounded. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> like I'm saying, this is a this is a minor league experience. She replied mm-hmm. to me, he's like, "Oh, hey man, like oh, I'm really sorry. I really wanted to give you that ball, but uh, I just I didn't see you, and I'm sorry." 
But then he was like, if you come back tonight, I promise you a baseball. So I was like, Dad, Kieran, we're going back. <laughs> so the next day we went back and we were down with the team. And again, because they weren't on the sideline. It's so cool. Like minor league, like you can be with like you can be really in with the team. Like the minor league baseball experience is so fun. I encourage everyone to go to minor league baseball games. They are so much while fun. you still can. Go <laughs> exactly. Still go can. while you can. They're so much fun. Uh-huh. And Dakota Watts, I remember he saw me. He tossed me a baseball. But I remember I dropped it like an idiot. But I think I but I also my hands were full and I also really didn't want to catch the baseball and I'll tell you why I didn't want to catch it because if I dropped it he would have had to come over and pick it up and give it to me and then I could have got him with hey can you sign this while you're here which is exactly what I said well played and so he so I have a Dakota Watts signed baseball and our friend Josh gave me a Dakota Watts type tops card that he happened to have so I have them in like a ball and card frame it's really cool. I still have it. It's still on display in my room. And it's just like a really awesome memory that I have from a minor league baseball game that I'm sad that people in the future won't be able to experience because of Manfred. Yeah. And you, we also I, we had, I had a lineup car. First of all, the, the, the Rock Cats were the away team. Uh-huh. And, yep. I ha- and I got, we, I don't know if you did, but I got like all of their autographs. And I remember yeah, they like, were very generous. They were so them. nice. I got we, we they gave us like a lineup card, like all the fans got one at the door, like a lineup card, and they all signed it. I actually have it framed in my room. And do you remember uh, Renee uh, Tassoni? Renee Tassoni. Do you remember okay. your experience? Your experience with him? Yeah, I do and you know what? To this day, like, do you want to share the experience with him? Yeah, I'll share the experience. It was fun. I liked it. I don't know if it well, was. Well, Loki, yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. No regrets. Um, so, well, Loki, don't sleep on the fact that Renata Sony was like two time Canadian Player of the Year or something. Exactly. Like I, I do know that because you told me. <laughs> Which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> I mean, a lot of those guys got their shot in the big leagues. I don't really know that any of yeah, them Yeah, they're made actually. It. One of them actually played for the A's last year, which one was kind of them, funny. I know one of them was on the Twins for a while, which I believe they were a Twins affiliate. They were, and he went. That's who I'm talking about, Chris Herman. Yes. Uh, we talked to him, and he ended up being on the A's, which mm-hmm. is kind of funny. Um, he has since. I don't think he's on the team anymore. But regardless, um, so Renee Tassoni was this player for the Rockets, and. Basically, I was I was like playfully heckling. Oh, you him. were being like such a dick, but it, the fact but that it was like funny. we were kids and we were laughing and we had all talked to them the night before. Right. I don't think <laughs> it was malicious, and I think he he took it very well, and yeah. he was kind of interacting with us, so yeah. it wasn't a bad thing. Um. Yeah. And but we were just like playfully heckling him. And at one point, I put out a dollar, and I was like, Renee, I'll give you a dollar for your hat. <laughs> yes, I'll give you a dollar for your hat. <laughs> And, I'm gonna buy your official minor league baseball hat for one dollar. And like he he came like after a little while, just like was like making like heckling him and like me saying like oh like I'll give you a dollar for your hat. He comes over, and he takes my dollar, and he gives it to a little girl. Yeah, that was he took who, your dollar and ran towards the dugout, but on the way gave it to a little girl. I, I don't know, but it, I don't know if this is true at all. But in my head, she bought ice cream with it. 
I I'm sure it is not true. I know in I know in my head I was like, yo, Karen, we gotta jump this little girl for your dollar back. Like I, oh, God. I'm ride or die. Like, dude, like she's she's like six, dude. No way she could take she us. Can't take us. She can't hang. No way, Karen. Honestly, no way she could hang on to that dollar. Like, <laughs> no, no shot. But, but yeah, she um he gave it to this little girl, and I hope that she did something nice with it. You know, I you know I it's just. Like it was, it was way fun. that's never gonna happen again because Manfred's like, oh, that's so sweet. Unfortunately, I didn't get that dollar, so right. We're so, done here. so I'm taking away minor league baseball. <laughs> so basically, for those of you who don't have context, Rob Manfred, the dictator who was trying to ruin the game of baseball, is one of the changes. He's, he's the commissioner, by the way. Did we ever say that he's the commissioner of Major League Baseball? Not my commissioner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hashtag not my commissioner. Hashtag not my commissioner. Maybe I'll call this episode not my commissioner. You won't. Okay, there it is. I will. I'm doing it. All right. So, Rob Manfred is one of the changes that he wants to make is he wants to liquidate 45 minor league teams, which is a big chunk of them. And all the people that are... You know, living in those towns that go to those games that have great experiences in minor league baseball games, introducing their kids to the game in a more interactive setting because the base to the um, stadiums are a lot smaller. Like I wasn't closer. even a huge baseball fan. I think I went because it was our friend Josh's idea. Right at the time, I was not a big baseball fan, but I remember just like that that night at a minor league baseball game it was the Trenton Thunder versus the New Britain Rockcats. Like it like made me a baseball fan as this little kid who's interacting with these players and we were like asking them like random questions like oh what's your favorite flavor of ice cream or some shit like that like we were just like bullshitting with players it was so cool for us they're so down to earth yeah they're so down to earth and i feel Um, bad for those guys who now the the road to the major league has just gotten a lot harder yep yep well you know man again manford wants to take away minor leagues and we as the fans union are going to stand up to that you know we're not going to accept that we're gonna you know, and the fans, room. again, the fans don't want that. They don't. And, yeah, they don't. I don't know one person that's like, yeah, we should get rid of those teams. No, exactly. No baseball fan is like, you know what, we don't need more minor league teams. Yeah, you don't, we don't, don't need the the fun stuff of baseball. Right. Nobody baseball said, should be strictly business. Every team's color should be black or white. Right. No right. fun. <laughs> That's what man, you know, and Manfred thinks that he can just make all the decisions, and that he can the game that the game belongs to him. Well, he's got another thing coming. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, you you got a what's it? You got a new storm coming. Is that what it is? <laughs> Something like that. Just now. Know, well, that's some... a good segue, I think, to our to the the game. So it is. That's why I went all in there. Um. The last two episodes of this, I've had we played real or fake minor league baseball team names. Is that what you're referring to? Correct. So, the, the one of the coolest, and I actually was in a Twitter argument uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday I was in a Twitter argument, not an argument per se, but conversation with some random person. It was about a soccer team, about a USL soccer team that I'm a fan of. Um. The Ocean City Nor'easters, I'll just say that. Ocean City Nor'easters, I'm, I'm a fan of them. Um, and he, this guy, like, randomly was, like, tweeting at them, like, I think you guys need to rebrand. You guys should be, like, Ocean City FC or Ocean City United. Like, like soccer teams should basically all be FC or United. 
and we, a real thing he said. And I replied, I was like, that's bullshit, dude. That is so stupid. One thing I love about this team is that their name is the Nor'easters. It's something different. Yeah, that guy had a, a freezing cold take. <laughs> Ice cold, dude. Literally, my phone froze. I couldn't even reply that fast because <laughs> Twitter was like, you sure you want to talk to this guy? And uh, But anyway, minor league baseball has just the coolest names, the most fun and out there names in sports. And so uh, the last episodes, last two episodes, we had real or fake. And so today I, 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 I made a list uh, of, of team names that I'm going to ask Kieran, real or fake. And honestly, the point of this segment isn't even to so much of a game as much as I want to just express some of the team names that are out there. <laughs> so okay. uh, it's it's like who's lying? The points don't matter. Um, but I made this list kind of kind of personal to you. Everything, every name on this list has a tie-in to you. Oh, like wow. You, Kieran Cottrell. Every, wow. I, I really, I worked, I really like, put a lot of thought into this list. Awesome. So the first one I'm going to ask you I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna attack you. It's an attack. Okay. I'm gonna try and uh, try and rattle you before we get to the rest of the game. The first one, I come right at your deepest, darkest fears. I come right at your arachnophobia. Mm. You are absolutely afraid of spiders. That is correct. It like 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 not even like a jokingly arachnophobia. Like you probably have like diagnosable arachnophobia. I, I would say that it's pretty close to that. I mean, when I see a spider, I do um, I do like lose like my ability to think clearly and logically. I've seen you. I have seen you around the smallest of spiders, and yep. it has been so joyous for me to watch. Yep. Oh, um, well, not like, joyous for you, not so joyous for me. Right. This is all for me. I'm laughing at your pain entirely. But the first team <laughs> is called basically the spiders the dock spiders the dock spiders yes and their logos would probably give you nightmares because it's spiders that doesn't sound real to me i'm gonna say not real you're gonna say not real unfortunately for you kieran the fond du lac dock spiders are a real baseball team wow they play in the northwoods league Wow, I did not know that. All right. Well, so here's what I did for you. I actually looked at the lowest of low teams. So okay. this like this is like this is basically all college kids. Oh, okay. So okay. it's I don't know if it counts or not, but I thought it's still fun. Um, are they affiliated with the team? They are, I believe. Maybe they're not. I don't know. I don't have that. Can I Google them real quick? Go ahead if you want. The Fond du Lac Dock Spiders. They play in Wisconsin. Oh yeah, check these guys out. Wow. So their logo is actually really cool. I actually really because like their logos. If they're not affiliated with the team, I call bullshit. Okay, they're probably not. I've dug really deep for you. Yeah, the, the this team is I don't think I think this is an independent league team. This is like this isn't even a minor league team. Well, they're fun for me. And also okay, I worked with you yeah, hard on this list. This is collegiate summer league. This listen, is like <laughs> Listen, I needed more things oh on God. the list to attack you with and I thought, hmm, spiders. You know All what right, I did? Well, I was gonna make a fake team called Spiders. Mm-hmm. And so I typed in Spiders Baseball and they came up and I was like, Oh fuck. I can't like go on the air and say it's fake because I'm reading this team name. So I had to use it. All right. Hey, fair enough. I understand, but I just want it to be known that it is not a minor league team, and my knowledge of the minor leagues, what I thought was going to be tested. Well, hang on. It's only the first freaking name. <laughs> okay. Okay. Go on. 
You know what? Forget it. Dan, no, no, no. cut it all out. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kidding. But their logo is spiders, and it's all about spiders. And I typed in spiders baseball just to scare you, and it came up. So I was like, all right, fuck it. It is a cool logo. I'll give you that. The next one is the – oh, okay. So I'll, I'll give a little backstory. So your name is Kieran. You have been Kern. Mm-hmm. People call you Kern because of some teacher you had. Kern. Yep, Mr. Myers. And uh, so so I this one wasn't, you know, I just thought, all right, I'll go off that. So I typed in Kern, and I got the Colonels. Mm. Also, these backstories could be lies because I am trying to fool you, fool you, mind you. Wow. This is deep, man. And don't Google uh, it. Don't be that guy. Right. Well, I know, I know Colonels is like a common name for – you know, uh, college teams and um, other other you know other teams. So I'm gonna say it's a real team. You are correct. Yeah. The Cedar Rapids Colonels. They are affiliated okay. with the, the Twins. And their logo is like it's funny because it's like, is it corn? Is it a baseball bat? <laughs> Who knows? It's like it's as if Can I Google it. I mean, if you want, if you feel strongly about it. It's like it looks like corn, but like peeled corn. So you have like the green leaves hanging off of it, but the actual corn is replaced by like a smug baseball bat. He's got like a smug face on. Oh yeah, check this out. Oh, wearing, that's cool. That's a cool logo. Wearing wearing like, a red hat. He's uh, like he, a he's like a corn on the cob gangster. But he's a baseball bat though. Yeah. But he's like smug about it. He's like, yeah, yeah I'm a baseball smug. bat. What are you gonna fucking do he's about very it? Very smug. He's like, oh, he'll beat you. He'll Absolutely. Beat all right, all right, next one. And I thought that's a fun one because your name's in that one. I like that one. Well done. This is another fun one that I enjoyed. Okay. Um, so as you know, and as listeners may know, we're Philadelphia sports fans. Actually, they might not know, but we are big Philadelphia sports fans. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I can say that. You cannot. You're not really a Phillies fan, but it's fine. So mm-hmm. we are both massive fans of the 76ers. And I know for a fact your favorite number, Kieran – is 66 no correct yep so i thought hmm 76ers how about 66ers uh i think that's a fake team well i have bad news for you the inland empire 66ers based in san San bernardino bernardino are a class a affiliate of the angels all right, I will. I will give you that one. And they're and actually, you'll love you'll love their logo. You'll love Let's it. See. It's a guy like swinging a wrench as if it's a baseball bat. Okay. And he's just got like a blue jumpsuit on, just sleeves oh, rolled up. Yeah. Just a tough guy face. I love this. Basically, everything that I think like your ideal adult male should look like. Yeah, this is gritty. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this logo. Of I really should have. I really should have gotten this because, of course, like Route 66. Like I should have gotten that. Yeah. Well, I didn't give you like any location information on that one. But uh, yeah. So the 66ers, basically, Kieran Cottrell's dream self is their logo. <laughs> it's this guy. He's tough guy swinging his swinging his wrench. I am. Yeah. He's. You know that this guy believes in traditional. You know that. Baseball. You know that was a dinger that dude just fucking hit. He's like, not changing. He is not changing. He's still wearing like a, he's still wearing like an old uniform they wore in the 30s. Right. It, it's it's just cotton. It's cotton. 
Like it's just like a tough uni. So okay. I actually only have one more because you're actually not that interesting of a person. Fair. That's fair. So and this one you should definitely know because I feel like they're like a I feel like they're like a bigger one. But I know that you have this big uh this big uh I don't know if it's a bit I joke with you all the time, like when are you gonna drop this bit? Did you wanna be a dad? Your you you your dad ideals are basically what you live by, correct? Mm-hmm. You just are a total dad. So I thought, mm-hmm. alright, well how about the crawl dads? Crawl dads? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say it's a real team because the other three have been real. Yeah, it's a real team. The Hickory Crawl Dads. It is uh, an affiliated of the Rangers, and huh. it is their logo is actually pretty tough, dude. Which is, I mean, I'm picking these teams based off like whether or not I like their logos and stuff. Uh, it's 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 uh, it's just a Hickory Crawl Dads on it in like classic, right? Not the classic classic baseball, yeah. but like old timey font. And it's a crayfish, like holding a baseball in his. It in looks his, like it looks claws. like Larry the Lobster. It does, it does look like Larry the Lobster. It's like if Larry the Lobster, but like just his eyes and claws, like his eyes sticking out of the water, and under the water, it's like on a hold on to a baseball. Like Larry the Lobster had a career change and he's pursuing baseball now. Right. Well, yeah, but they were like, well, you can be like a mascot. Like you definitely have mascot potential. Yeah, but I should go on record and say that is not a lobster; that is a crawfish. Right, you're right. So it is. I should say that. So, um, yeah, I didn't do any fake ones for you. I'm a little disappointed in that. Not gonna lie. I know, but I didn't do it. I don't know why I didn't do it. I think because I had a really rough week this week. Oh, I'm sorry. With you like, talk about with, it? well, okay, no, but it wasn't rough. It, so all the equipment failed, as you know, and as I've mm-hmm. mentioned. So. This, you know, is that was frustrating that all of my equipment failed. And also, I don't even know this is safe. I'm back at work. Mm-hmm. This week, I'm back in work. I am physically going to work. And honestly, I was enjoying quarantine a lot better than work. Yep. So now I was just all disgruntled all week. I was like, oh, I gotta go back to work. Mm-hmm. So. That sucks. Oh, well, what can you do? But what doesn't suck is the fact that we just named some really cool, fun uh, baseball team logos that will soon no longer exist. Actually, that's not true because the fan union is going to win. The Colonels, the 66ers, the Crawl Dads, I guess I'll axe the Doc Spiders even though I like them. (laughs) But, uh, which, you know, Whatever. I was trying to make a list just for you because I feel like I know you well enough. I was like, okay, he's afraid of spiders. He likes 66. His name's Kern. He wants to be a dad. Yeah, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Yeah. So, you know, I'm actually I'm actually really good and I know all my friends' details lives. All right. So, um, I feel like there was more that we were going to mention. But we're also running long. We didn't even touch the MJ doc. I think we should leave the MJ doc for the next episode because I'm also getting really tired. Yeah, we can definitely talk about the MJ doc. Uh, I mean, quick thoughts on it. Do you like it? I love it. It's so entertaining. It's so I'm I'm loving it so much. And also as a person where like I haven't been a basketball fan for all that long, and I don't know like I don't know any like anything about you know the Bulls and like I know about MJ because who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But. It's it's electric. Uh, Dennis Rodman. That episode was awesome. Let's uh, we'll we'll get into it on the ne- on the next uh, 
we the will. next episode. We definitely will. We, we they say in Hollywood, always give people or leave people wanting. Yeah, we gotta leave people wanting more, and that's like what we're gonna do. We'll come back after that doc wraps up. We'll right. be back and we'll have a doc recap podcast. So this has been Kieran Cottrell on Harper the podcast. Um, Kieran, stay awake for a couple more minutes as I do my plugs. Can okay. You do that for me. Can you? Yep. So Dan Madaris, I mentioned, is he edits my podcast phenomenally. Oh my god! Last episode, there were so many mistakes and errors, and you'd have no idea. You would have no idea how bad uh, that episode was. Not quality wise, or not content wise. I mean, it was a great episode content wise. But Dan fixed it all up, made it sound perfect. He's really good at what he does. Um, so check out his podcast D Four in Theory. And check out his stream, Dialects 4, on Twitch. Uh, Dan, am I forgetting anything? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> oh, he has a YouTube series, Nostalgia Gaming. That's so fun, too. Dan's doing so much stuff. Just check out him. Check out Dialects 4 on Twitter. Uh, Cast Pod is another podcast made up of Callum and Kevin, also both streamers. Callum is Vainy D and... Kevin is Ballyache, and they are both on Twitch. Definitely check them out. Um, I'll plug myself, too, with Callum. Me and Callum do have a YouTube series out called Callum and Danny Save the World. It's fun-educational because Callum loves animals, and he knows a lot about them. <clears throat> and I just, you know, we go in the woods. We find some animals. We talk. We banter. It's fun. It's a good time. Check that one out. And Washed Up FFL. Fantasy Football League podcast is hosted by Chris Benson, who's been on this ep- this podcast more than <clears throat> anybody, maybe even more than me, and his roommate, Brent Neely. That's a good podcast. Definitely check that out. They do really cool Mount Rushmore stuff. It's very uh, sports-centered. A lot of that's very sports-centered if you're uh, looking for a good sports show, but they also goof off. I mean, they've talked about South Park. They've talked about porn. They talked about um, maybe a third thing to get girls' attentions to listen to that because those were both really like guy-centered things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll them out though. Am I missing anything? Do you know anybody I should plug? Yeah, join the fans union. Join the fans union. I had a whole bit on that. Join the fans union um, on Facebook right now. Three hundred strong. Ba- search. You can search Major League Baseball fans union. There it is. You look that up. Tell him Harper sent you. I'm inviting you. Tell him Danny sent you. President. It's true. You have a direct invitation from the president. So, everyone I just said, check all those out. And then check out the rest of my stuff. Maybe check my stuff out first. I don't know. But, you know, whatever you want to do. You're your own person. Kieran, do you... You're not very... Um, do you, do you want to plug your social medias? You're not really on them too much. No, but you can just certainly the fans plug union. Them. Just the fans I only union. want to plug the fans union. That's it. Every Dan, cut everything out of this episode that isn't fans union talk. I do. So, <laughs> would, I mean, it'd be a nice little seventeen-minute episode. That's true. It'd be pretty short. But whatever. Dan, axe it all. This has all been a waste of time. Um, no, it has not. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, so yeah. That's it. Kieran, thanks again for coming. Thanks for being patient as we push this back off. And this has been Harper and the Podcast. Thank you for having me, Danny. I'm excited um, for the next time that I can come on. Uh, me too.